Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. So let's get started. A few weeks ago, I talked about teaching and training in one of the tips that I mentioned for parents. And so tonight, I just want to expound more on um, teaching and training. And first, I just want to say that I am not a huge fan of punishment. And even if we call it consequences, but we're still using it as a form of punishment. Although discipline does mean to train someone to obey rules through using punishment, a better definition of discipline has to do with using training to teach or develop by instruction, which is also another definition of discipline. So, you know, I really like to look at what we're doing with kids, even when they make mistakes or they're not acting in a way we want or they, you know, deliberately do something wrong, that it's not about trying to find a way to punish them or make them pay for that as much as it is to train and help them to develop the skills that we want them to have and to develop by our instruction. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost. I, When I talk about not really wanting to use a punishment model, some people think that means that weak as parents or that that means that we can't do anything or there's nothing we can do about what's happening. And that isn't what this is about at all. It's actually part of intentional parenting. When you take punishment out of the model, you have to find ways to to teach that aren't just a quick fix um, because those quick fixes tend to come back and, and get us in the end. So um, part of that, in that thinking that I don't know what to do if I'm not punishing my child, if I'm not grounding them, if I'm not spanking them, things like that, then what I see is that we give repeated warnings and then we just get louder and we start talking more or we start lecturing for older kids or with little kids we try to be louder and scarier. So that isn't really teaching or training either. Just yelling no at somebody isn't really teaching them what that actually means. And I was thinking about this a lot because with really small children, it is really teaching them from the beginning what what that means. So I think just yelling no at, at a child when they don't really fully get what they're supposed to do. And I know so I'm hesitating because some people would say, oh, no, they know what no means. But regardless, it's not working if you have to keep getting louder and repeating yourself and, and get scarier. Because hopefully that relationship that you have with the child is being built on trust and safety. And what you're teaching your child is that they can trust you and that you are safe. And so when we counteract that with we're not safe when we don't like what you're doing, that builds shame and um, into the child's psyche, and that isn't really what we're going after. And then it makes it difficult when that is our kind of our only mode of transportation to get where we want to go. So then what do we do? You know, if we're telling a child not to do something or we're saying no, and it's not working, they're not listening, and so we get louder and scarier and more fierce, then you know, what are the alternatives? 
And this is where I think you you have to really be willing to instruct. You have to really be willing to train and develop through instruction. So even when they're pretty small, we have to teach rather than just saying a word that becomes a word that they don't like, we're going to the child, redirecting them, showing them what it is that we do want them to do. So if I stand off and I'm just saying no, and then I get louder and scarier and more forceful, even if I don't have any intent to um, hit the child or shake the child or anything like that, what is my intention and what am I trying to portray? So it's looking again to it, what is it you want to teach? If you don't want this behavior, what do you want the child to do? So, you know, sometimes that's just a redirection for a smaller child that you can play over here. And and keeping in mind too that, you know, what is the child's end game? They're, where where are they going with this? What why are they continuing to to do the thing that you're saying no about and and it may be that they're tired or maybe that they're bored or that they want you to be involved with them and so they're getting you involved. So rather than staying afar and and saying no and getting scarier and louder, it's going to the child, redirecting them, showing them what they can do. Um, and that can be really basic for really small children and, and really quick and it can be really, you know, more drawn out with bigger kids. And with bigger kids, you can more set those parameters of, I said, said that these things are okay, you can do this, but if you're going to continue to do this, then we're not going to be able to play over here. So, you know, keeping in mind what the child wants also helps too with kind of knowing what to do if they continue, you know, you keep moving them away from the thing that you're telling them that you don't want them to do, and they keep going back to it. That does something in us as adults when this... Um, you know, a small person is just doing whatever they want and we have in our mind that they know better. Whether they know better or not, who cares? Like the idea is to get to instruct them and to train them to develop through our instruction. So it's still a matter of, of going to them and then it may be, you know, you that they're going to sit with you for, you know, a minute or that we're going to go into a different area altogether or that it's time for bed you know, or something like that. So it's just really kind of getting involved with what's happening and really looking at what it is that we're trying to achieve here. And I think when we really look at overall of what we're doing in our relationships with kids, whether it's um, as a teacher or a grandparent or a coach or a parent, it really has to do with that relationship that we're building. And so why would we want to use being louder and scarier and more dominating to be our tool to really get that child to do what we want or to stop doing what we don't want? So, you know, keep that in mind that most of the parenting that, um, that I talk to people about is building that sense of safety and trust in your kid. So, you know, with kids that you, you know, your your children that you've had at home, hopefully you've already been building that relationship and that trust and that sense of safety. But in your relationships where you don't have that and you are building it and you know you're building it, then you have to really think about what that does, you know, to that process when that's kind of our go-to mode. So just, you know, keeping that in mind and then keeping in mind what it is that you're trying to teach. What is it that you 
want to happen? If you don't want the child to break something or throw something, what is it you want them to do? And so a lot of times that that can work with emotions too. I have a lot of kids that I ask them um, in my practice, you know, what what can you do when you're angry? And the kids usually know what they're not allowed to do. You know, they're not supposed to slam doors. They're not supposed to swear. They're not supposed to um, hit somebody. Um, you know, they know all the don'ts, but a lot of us people in general, we don't know what to do with those strong emotions. So in your family or with kids that you're working with, think about what it is that you want them to do with that. What is okay? How do we handle anger in our families? And and where are those boundaries? And what do we want the outcome to be? So just thinking about kind of our piece of it and where we're going. So if we don't, we don't want them to... Um, uh, you know, be be angry and, um, well, we can't say we don't want them to be angry because people are going to get angry, right? But if we're saying that we don't want them to maybe slam a door when they're when they're angry, then have that conversation, probably not at that time, but at another time, like, hey, I noticed that when you get angry, you slam the door. I don't want you to slam the door. So let's think of some things you can do when you're angry. You can go for a walk, you can jump on the trampoline, you can cool, you can ask for a break, you know, and and looking for those things. And with smaller kids, you can also look at what you're training in there, you know, what what is appropriate, what what's okay for them to do, what you would rather have them do instead. Give them that other, and not necessarily a choice, but when you're there closer, you can see when it's building up. You know, the child picks up a rock and you know, even pretty small, you know, they're going to throw it. So if you don't want them to throw it, what do you want them to do? So rather than saying, don't throw it, don't throw it, don't throw it. You know, you can say, put, put it down, give it to me. You can stop, actually physically stop them if they're pretty small, like, or you can redirect them to where they can throw it. So it's keeping that in mind. And, and part of that too, and looking at what you're trying to teach is, is sometimes I don't think that we think far enough advanced. Like, we think it's okay when they're at a certain stage to do to do some things with them, but we know that that's not what we want them to do back, or that's not how we want, you know, like we don't necessarily want them to start yelling when they're angry, and yet that's our go-to. So, you know, again, looking at what it is we want to do and how we want to handle it. That's intentional parenting. That's that's keeping in mind what it is that, that we really want to have happen. So... You know, the last part of this is just really looking at what the child is doing. What is their end game? What do they what do they want out of it? So one thing is, you know, noticing what's happening if they're starting to get frustrated or they're starting to, you know, head over to the things that you don't want them to get into. Um, is there a way to intervene early on? And I always recommend that people intervene early on, especially with really challenging kids. Like, don't wait. Like, as soon as you start seeing it happen, be there. And then the other piece of it is, you know, when the child's having a problem, a lot of times we need to just acknowledge what they're, what we think they're feeling, or rather than jump right into what we want them to do. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.